You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an artist and healing energy facilitator. Today is the full moon in Cancer that I'm recording this on. It's Monday the 17th, and I, again, am pushing off my usual book episodes, and I really feel called to talk about my experience with this specific placement, this Cancer full moon, because I was actually born on the full moon in Cancer on a Monday. As you know, I am a Capricorn, and it's funny because I know that my Cancer moon shows up a lot around, you know, home and just wanting to be in my own space and having things the way I want them and also having a lot of like nostalgia. And I'm sure you've sensed that just from following me for a while or listening to these episodes. But there's something else I wanted to talk about around that because with it being ruled by the moon and that being very intuitive, a lot of emotions coming up, I had this feeling that this particular full moon was going to be really strong for me because I've been doing so much inner work in the last you know, couple of years, but also in the last few months, I've had a lot of things coming to fruition. And usually for me, when that happens, it means that I also am going to have a few more things pop up to be healed or to really help me move forward. And I've been asking my guides for help in finding the next steps and the next things that need to be healed. What actually came up a lot was self-care. On Friday, if you follow me on my Concrete and Crystals Instagram, I do Card Pull Friday every week. And in the last couple of months, what I've been doing is pulling a couple of cards before I go live because I feel like I get a clearer sense of what's coming through that way. I use an angel therapy deck and a numerology deck, which is like the feminine and the masculine, and they kind of combine to create a message. And what happened this week was I had known that I was going to do this and I pulled from the numerology deck self-discipline. And I was like, okay, this feels like it's around self-care. Like I just had this feeling because I had been seeing that in my feet a lot around this full moon. And I'd been thinking about it for myself. And I was like, okay, this is something we're going to go to. And then when I was shuffling the angel therapy deck, the singing and dancing card fell out, like flew out. And because I pulled it a couple times, I was like, you know what, we're going to put this back in see if there's another message. And then the same card flew out like a few minutes later, or a few seconds later. And I was like, okay, there is a connection here between these two. And it, it's like the masculine and the feminine, exactly what I would expect from this deck. So as we were talking about it, I realized that it was telling us that sometimes self-care is natural to us. Sometimes some people are really great at, you know, self-care Sunday, taking care of yourself, doing your beauty routines, whatever it is that you consider self-care, yoga, all of these different practices. But it also can be that 
sometimes self-care is being disciplined and making yourself do the hard things. And sometimes it's the self-discipline to actually make yourself do self-care. And for me, I am in that last category where I know that I do a lot of things regularly that I need to do. And that's great. I am pretty good at doing that side of the self-care, but as the more feminine side of really resting, letting myself do things that nourish me, I am not good at that at all. And because this is my needle moon, I figured this was a really great chance to make this a priority. And so I told myself I was going to do no work this weekend, which if you know me at all is very rare, even if it's just a little bit here and there, when I'm sitting watching TV, I usually have either Canva or a spreadsheet or a journal, like something open to be working at the same time. But I was like, you know what, this weekend, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to force myself, which sounds silly, but force myself to just rest and just do really, I guess, like activating things. I was like, I just want to be able to have the space to move through anything that comes up because often what will happen is in these kinds of cycles, I will have things come up and I, I move through them, but then I don't really think about like what the next steps are or like, what can I do to enhance this energy. So this weekend I planned to take someone up on an offer for a Reiki session that they had offered on Sunday yesterday. And I also signed up for an intuitive movement class, which is something that I have been meaning to do. And it just, the timing hasn't worked out, but Chelsea, so she's Amara ritual on Instagram. I will try to remember to tag her in my, in my comments or in the um, show notes. And I just haven't been able to make it. I did her class that she did in the circle, but I haven't been able to make it live until this point. And I was like, you know what? This is perfect. It's on my self-care weekend. It's self-care Sunday. Perfect. I just took that as my kind of guide for the weekend. And on Saturday, I got up late, started scrolling through Instagram as one does. And I found this live from a long time ago. It was an IGTV video. And it was about um, inner child and mother and father wounds and all of this like deep stuff. And I was like, this is very cancer related. So I'm going to listen. And I don't always watch the whole video when I do this because, you know, I can't sit still that long, but I had my coffee brewing and I was like, Hey, I'm going to watch this. And what kept coming to mind for me was to think about the times when I was young, when I did feel like myself, like naturally, Obviously, there's a lot that comes up with these topics, but it's something that I kept coming back to. It was a little bit later after that, that I came across this watercolor course that was like on sale. And I was like, okay, you know what? It's just a self-paced thing, an online course. And I was like, you know what? I'm pretty good at saying I'm going to do, you know, watercolor or whatever. And I will sometimes take it out, but it's not very often that I like follow through and do it for any length of time. So I was like, I'm going, you know, I was just in school for four years for art. Maybe this will help me get back in the mindset of just like going through at all of the stages of the exploration. So I did that and I actually really enjoyed it. I'm not finished the course. I just have done some of it, but I, it really helped me to just follow along and stay focused on it without getting distracted by work and all the emails and things. 
it was just really fun. And it's something that I took into Sunday as well. I did it Sunday night after the intuitive movement class. I feel like what I'm being called to share is just really looking back at the times when you were young and the things that you felt the most alive, even now as an adult, think about the environments, especially like with cancer, it's a lot around the home and this feeling of like security. So what environments do you feel the most safe and the most activated? Like, where do you feel the most like your soul is like, yes, let's stay here forever. That's kind of the feeling that I'm getting around this. What's interesting is in the Reiki session that I had, um, I didn't really have a focus. I was like maybe throat and heart chakra because I'm doing a lot to support people in those areas in the next month. But I was like, I'm really not sure. Just see what happens. She was drawn to my lower chakras, which is not surprising. I need a lot of support there. But specifically, she was talking about the sacral and solar plexus and malachite. And you know what's funny is like a couple months ago, I just felt like I needed malachite. I was doing a lot of like abundance work. So I was looking at like green stones, but I also was just like specifically, I don't know why I'm just really drawn to malachite. I actually have a crystal grid right now that's mostly malachite and I had wanted it for heart chakra and for protection and that kind of energy. But what I looked up after our session was that it's actually a stone that's known to be really good for Capricorns and Scorpios because it's also a stone of transformation. And this made so much sense for me because I've been going through a lot of transformation. Obviously I'm a Capricorn, but also my 10th house of career and like public image is in Scorpio. And a lot of the careers and things that come along with that are helping people through transformation. And, you know, as a, as a healer, which I, if you noticed in my introduction, I'm changing that over to being a healing energy facilitator, because I talk a lot around how healing is self-healing. And I am really trying to shift the focus so that clients can really feel like they are also part of the process. Cause you know, alchemy and transformation are really close to my heart. Like I love those processes of transforming an energy into something else, right? That's something that I am realizing more and more and more every day. And what's interesting to me is like with this stone coming up so much, it's also green, which I love a deep green. Like I love any shade of green. And, you know, this is just another way of showing you that like these spirit crumbs, these things that we're led to, I don't question it. I just go for it. I didn't really know. I like, I looked at the descriptions briefly of Malachite, but I was like, you know what, if I'm really, for some reason, feeling like I need this stone, I'm just going to get it, see what comes of it. And because it came up in the Reiki session. I was like, okay, so it's not just me. There is a reason for me to have this. And because I'm doing my throat chakra recharge circle at the end of the month, I actually have been, like I said, asking my guides for like what I need next. And because I know I'm going to be supporting people through this, I feel a very strong energy connected to this event. This is just confirming to me that I am going to be helping people through transformation and that this alchemy is going to be natural in the way that I work with people. You know, it's in my 10th house. It makes a lot of sense. I have Pluto, I have Mars there. There's a lot of active energy for me in Scorpio energy in the 10th house and career, right? And as a Capricorn already, that's like the house of Capricorn, right? 
this was really big for me. It really helped me feel grounded in what I'm doing and feel like it was being confirmed. It was really interesting because then the guided intuitive movement session with Chelsea and one of the things I, I was really drawn to over the weekend, and I cannot pinpoint the point in the last week or weekend or when it was that I started thinking about this particular time when I was a kid, but it was very strong because this was all around intuitive movement and dance and music. And I was brought back to when I was probably around six or seven. I can't particularly remember, but I was in dance class. I was in tap and ballet. And I loved being in that studio, loved it. Like I almost want to cry right now. I loved it so much. Actually, one of the things that I was specifically drawn back to when we were in this session was the fact that we used to do stretches for like a warm up every single class at the beginning. And my teacher would let me <laughs> guide the stretches and I didn't have a plan. It was intuitive movement. And I was like seven and I would love that. And being a five line in human design, like I am sometimes put in the spotlight. I have high expectations placed on me, but people can also see things in me that I don't always see in myself too. That's one of those cases where I was just given this, this leading role, this teaching role as a seven year old. And then this happened also in class. I think I talked about this before, where when I was in grade one, I was in a split grade one, two class. And my grade one teacher would do our spelling tests and she would read out this, the grade one test and we would hand them in and she would have me read the grade two test to the class. And then when I was in grade two, I wrote a little story and illustrated it and made a book and felt confident enough to bring that into school and show my peers and read it to the class. And you know, that was what I was like as a kid. And I totally forgot about that. And not totally, but it's something that's just been highlighted a lot. I wouldn't say that I forgot about it, but the dance class thing, I definitely only started thinking about again, very recently when we were doing this intuitive movement, I found myself doing like this hop on my toes. And it felt very much like I was in ballet class and I was just like crying. And I was like, you know what, this is like, obviously exactly why I needed this weekend. And it just reminded me that like, I love being in a creative environment. And I was like, why did I quit dance? And I remember we had to do a recital and I hated it. I was, I had stage fright. I did not want to do it. I loved being in the studio. I loved every, I liked dance class, but I didn't like dance performances. I didn't even like the photos my, that I had, my parents had, I just professional photos of me. I'm not even smiling. <laughs> I have like all these photos and like there's like a couple where you can tell I have like a forced smile, but it's like, that's not my environment, right? Like I like being in the process. And today I had this really vivid sudden realization when I was playing cards this morning that one of the things that really resonated was I was thinking about human design and I was thinking about my environment, which is wet kitchens. And if you don't know your environment, I think it's genetic matrix that like actually lists it out for you. But what this means is it's like the environment where you have the least resistance, the least conditioning, where you're just naturally in flow and kitchens are environments of alchemy. That's literally what they are, like where creation takes place. So it's, a, they call it kitchen because it could be like a literal kitchen where, you know, you're transforming ingredients into a meal. A lot of people refer to it as like a studio, which 
obviously, if you know me at all, also, I went to art school for four years and I actually might, one of my jobs was being a monitor in the studio. So sometimes it wasn't me actively doing art because I was watching other people, but just being in the environment where people were making was a big deal. But also I am an observed person in those. So often I am the one who's leading and guiding and people are watching me do whatever I'm doing. This was like such a crazy realization this morning because I realized this energy of alchemy is like where I'm meant to be. I'm meant to be in a group in an environment where alchemy is happening. And so it's even like further pushing me into this feeling of wanting to be a part of that alchemy for people. So this session that I have at the end of the month on the 31st, like that came through because I just had this like feeling that throat chakra specifically, I know a lot of people need some support in. And I know that I'm moving towards doing some sort of a either group coaching program or membership where we do different aspects of it, like covering creativity and, you know, podcasting and writing and a whole bunch of stuff. But I really feel like this is why I'm being shown this information again, being reminded that wet kitchens, like the studio period, like being in the dance studio. I loved that being in the art studio. And it also explains why like being, you know, a cancer moon and being at home, my house, like my apartment does not look like a home. It looks like a studio. I refer to my apartment. Actually, I did for a long, a long time. I referred to my apartment as my studio. Like I was making concrete in my living room. Right now I have like a whole bunch of watercolor stuff set up. That's just there. And I just like having it there. And I spend a lot of time in my kitchen cooking and baking and doing what, you know, whatever feels intuitive. And when I'm at my parents' house, I'm always in the kitchen. If my mom's cooking, I'm always in the kitchen. Even if I could just be sitting on the couch, chilling, you know, watching TV, I just want to be where the alchemy is happening. And so I do encourage you with this energy of the full moon to think about, you know, what environments you thrive in. And for some people, it is going to be more of a calm thing. Like there is one that's the cave where you're just in a cozy space, you know, you're feeling safe and you're relaxing. That's a more passive thing. There's active and passive, right? And that's right. So if you feel guilty for always wanting to be like a couch potato and curled up in a blanket all the time, don't feel bad if that, that could be your environment. That could be where you're meant to be. Not everyone is supposed to be active, right? All of us have different design types. All of us have different environments where we thrive in. And for me, being a sacral generator, it makes sense that places where creation takes place and where I can be actively doing stuff and using up my energy towards things that you love, that's the key. It's like not just doing anything, but doing things that you love. That's, I think, really important to keep in mind is if you love just cuddling up with your partner at home and that's like what your ideal time is, that is totally valid. And I think if you start thinking about, especially with this cancer energy, the way you can make your home feel more inviting and more encouraging for the activities that make you feel alive, I think really finding a way to make your space support your goals too. So if your goal is to lean more into your creative energy, then make sure that you're going to feel like doing creative things where in whatever space you're in. 
So I just wanted to really call attention to that because I think like when I think about myself too, even that types of art that I do when I was in sculpture and printmaking, you know, you're not so focused on what the finished thing is. You're kind of in the process for most of the time and you don't even have full control, right? Because you're using materials that kind of could do spontaneous things, especially in printmaking. You're trying to make an addition of identical things, but they all have a slight difference to them because it's more about the process and doing the same process over and over again. For me, seeing starting from a metal plate and ending up with a layered print is something that I don't think I would ever get sick of. It's something that I think I need to make more time for. And that's what this full moon is doing. It's it's highlighting where I can really get back in touch with that inner child, that like intuitive, creative, and sensitive part of me that wants to do that. And with my North node being in Pisces, it makes sense that I'm also in life in general, moving in that direction. And that's where I'm going to find harmony and balance is by creating a structure for my life where there's time for that, where there's a space for that. It's really important right now for me to start working on allowing myself that space. And I'm still working on like decluttering, but that's part of the reason why it's so difficult is because a lot of the things that I accumulate aren't clothing and, you know, excess. A lot of it is like things I could use for art projects. So it's really hard for me to get rid of those things. But I think the more I start making space, I've already done quite a bit in the last few weeks, but now I feel more motivated to do that because I want more space to like have that studio environment again and to not feel like it's just a mess, right? To feel like it's an organized chaos, as we like to say. Yeah, I just really wanted to share my personal experience with this full moon because it's been really powerful. Like I said, this is my natal placement and it is just a time where I usually am so busy in Capricorn season trying to like plan and do. I, for the first time in a really long time, did absolutely no actual work this weekend. And I'm really proud of myself because that's not easy for me to do. And I didn't even feel stressed about it. I just knew that it was something that this was more important and that I didn't have to. I have this whole week to do work. So I hope that you are really feeling this energy. The full moon is actually later today. So on Monday. So even when you're hearing this on Tuesday, if you're listening, the energy is still there. And I would encourage you to really go inside and think about what kind of environments and spaces at home and childhood things come up for you around connecting with your soul and really feeling in alignment. So I do invite you to take a look at the links in my bio, take a look at the throat chakra recharge. It's going to be really transformative. And, you know, I'm being shown that more now. I've been, I've been asking my guides specifically to lead me to things that will support that. And that just tells me that it'll help you connect with your creative and communication energy, like how, what you need to put out into the world and, you know, be seen. So I really hope that you let me know how this energy is impacting you and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram 
for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs. Or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.